here and we are chatting with the very lovely and very inspiring Camilla Pedersen. So welcome. Nice to be here. So one, one thing, one reason why I wanted to, to do this with you is your story is fascinating um, and we'll go through it a little bit because I'm sure there's plenty of people who don't know your story and those who do are always going to be inspired by your story. Um, yes. Yeah. It, so four years ago. Four years ago, yeah. You wound up in a coma. Yeah. Can you talk us through what actually happened? Um, four years ago, like 2013, that was kind of one of my best years. Um, I had a really good start of the year. I did some 70.3s, had some top threes. And um, then I did the ITU uh, European Championships and I won it. And I was so excited about that. And um, then we did the... ITU Long Distance World Championships, and I was second after Melissa Hauschild. Yeah, they changed it into a duathlon, so that kind of sucked for me. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even though it was in France, it was in July. Then all of a sudden, the lake was too cold to swim, and <sighs> they kind of cut off the swim course because we had to go up like a climb of mountains, and yep. on the top of that mountain there was snow, uh, so they had to cut some off, and then um, yeah, so that was really shitty for me yeah a <laughs> little bit uh, yeah a little bit um but I, I was really happy I was second and then I got to do my second Ironman and I was Ironman Frankfurt yeah and I won I won and I was so excited well, uh, that was only your second that Ironman that was only my second Ironman yeah wow so yeah I was really excited because I qualified for Kona and yeah. that was what everybody talked about yeah and yeah. I was like oh, I'm going to Kona um so I had a really good training period after I won Frankfurt like everything was going smooth I was in my best biking and running shape I've ever been in yeah I was also still new in the sport because I started traveling in 2010 yeah um so I was really excited about going but then I was out on a training actually in September 3rd of September just before I had I had to head to do 70.3 Cosima that yeah. year yeah and um I started training with my triathlon club in Denmark, in my hometown, and we would do, had to do intervals that day. So it's always the slow people that start first, and then the fastest okay. at the end. And I just had to do an easy day, So and I haven't really been training with my club for a long time, because I was focusing on Kona. Yeah. But I went out with them, and I f took the last um, cut with the fastest boys, and bit on his wheels. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And then um, we came like down on the main road. It was like a pedestrian walk. And all of a sudden there was like seven kids coming out biking over the pedestrian walk. Yeah. And you couldn't see them because they came out kind of from a wood and they had to go play soccer because there was a, a little city on the right-hand side and a soccer field on the left-hand side. Yeah. And then they normally there's some like something that cuts... It's so you can't really bike over the road, but that day it's, it was open. Uh. So they biked over because they couldn't hear any cars. And then we came down that pretty fast and yeah. they tried to avoid hitting the, the boys. They were only 10 years old. And so the guy in front of me took a little bit to the left and I hit his back wheel and I, yeah, I kind of crashed. And yeah. I don't remember anything, but I, of course I heard that I was really screaming and saying different words and... And a yeah. few swear words, I imagine. Yeah, 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 a lot of things. And <laughs> it was really not any meaning into the things I said. They, yeah. they, they told me afterwards. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, so I got sent to the hospital, and my, of course my family got called. Um, told they were told my accident, so they came in, and then um, it was so critical that they had to. I kind of went away. Um, was he fainted? Kind of fainted. You like you, so you were passed out. Yeah, passed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, or unconscious. I'm unconscious. I, yes. Yeah, unconscious sounds a little bit more serious. I think than that's just that's out. serious. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't drunk. Yeah. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, and then I got sent to another uh, hospital in Denmark, and um, it was so critical that they had me put me into induced coma. Wow. Yeah, so I was there for uh, 19 days. 19 um, days. Yeah, they first they said it would, because I had a skull fracture. Yeah. And they said that, you know, your brain kind of swallows. Swells. Swells. Yep. Not yep. swells. Swells. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. That's <laughs> uh, all I'm here for. It's just to help with the English <laughs> yeah. part. You just keep talking. Yes. <laughs> um, so they had me put into that so it could be more calm in the body. Um, and they said it could would only be a couple of days, but then they figured out it was more... Um, what is that called? Not crucial, but it was more... When you introduce coma, you kind of it's, uh, come on, come on, Steph, come on. <laughs> I'm not doing a very good job. So they put you in an induced coma. Yeah. Um. So how far into the induced coma are you talking about at the moment? No, so like after a couple of days, they 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 said first they said would you put me in an induced coma and then wake me up? Yeah. Because my body needed a little bit of rest. Yep. Um. But then it was so critical. That was the oh, word. Okay. Yep. Critical. That critical and crucial are very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And so they had to keep me like sleeping for a little longer and yeah. um i was in really good shape so the doctors also had a really bad time like keeping me in coma because i keep like moving my hands and stuff so they had to give me maximum of the medicine they could wow, give anybody that's interesting yeah also i talk still talk with the, the main doctor that was there for me and uh, he said i was really specifically not easy to deal with uh, <laughs> Because also, like, I reacted really fast on medicine, and I'm not used to that either yeah, with okay. people in coma. Yep. And then, so they had to go down in the basement and find some old medicine and, like, kind of mix it <laughs> with the new medicine to figure out what would work. So, yeah, they also had a hard job. <laughs> <laughs> they went down to the basement. Just so where Frankenstein lives, and we've yeah. just gone down there just to get any old drug to see what we can do. Yeah, wow. just, just to let it sleep. Yeah. Far out. Yeah, I know. Okay, so 19 days in the coma. Yeah. And obviously you don't know what's going on, but what your family would have told you afterwards, what, what were they going through? What were they being told? Yeah, like actually I have the best biggest brother ever. Yeah. Um, no. He was so smart. Like he started writing a diary every day from the first day I was in coma. Yeah. Because then I could also see it because he knows me so well. Then people, when people tell me something, I don't believe it before I see it myself. Yeah. Um. So that's why he started writing a, writing a diary, like yeah. for the day. So actually, I've been <laughs> writing it so many times. Like, okay, it's so because it's so weird to to think about. I was actually lying there. I could see it in pictures. Yeah. Okay. But then he told me like all they did. Okay, the day second they did the third scan, they couldn't really understand why. So they put you gave you more of that medicine and stuff like that. Yeah. So and he wrote every time also who came to visit me and. And, and stuff wow. like that. So it was really nice. I still have the... It's a really close diary for yeah, me to have with me. 
Um, so that's why it gave more sense to me afterwards also to see where I had been yeah. instead of somebody, hey, yeah, we were in coma in 19 days. And okay, but what, yeah. what did the doctors do? Well, they just give you something and pff, whatever. So he wrote down every day exactly what they did. So, wow. But I yeah. imagine that would have helped them as well. Because yeah, you yeah know. God, they didn't know if I would, would wake up, of course. Yeah. So that was also kind of like a, a, a step to take, I think. But yeah, it's um, it's the best memories you can have. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so once you come out of the coma, what's the first thing you remember after coming out of the coma? The first thing I remember was I look at a calendar because I was sitting in a little room. Yeah. And then I was like, why is, why is why does it say like September twenty seventh? Yeah. Like we we're, we're only in August, yeah. and like. And then that's why I asked one of the nurses. I didn't even know it was a nurse. I thought I was just at a hospital getting a blood test or something. Because I was like, why do you say it's like September 27th? We're only in August. I'm like, no, it's September 27th. Wow. I was like, I have to be in Kona. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the first thing I remember. And it was the first thing like I said. I, and it was like so weird because I was like... <laughs> I have to get out of here because I had oh to. I have to be in Kona. I was like, I started to be so. What? What? What the fuck? Why? Why is? Why do I have these all these things in me and stuff like that? Yeah. And um, yeah, that was the first thing I remember I said. But the first thing my parents told me I said was that when they got me out of the coma, the doctors told them it could be like maybe ten. 14 days before I was really awake because I had got yeah. so much medicine. Yeah, of course. It took me like six hours. <laughs> and then uh, the first thing I said was like, I whispered to my mom. I was like, mom. And she started crying because they were told I couldn't remember them. I oh. couldn't remember who I was or I apparently couldn't speak. So so she started crying and she's like, yeah. And I was like, can you please take me home? I've been here long enough. Wow. And, and it's really weird because... Because I was like, yeah, it's just something you're telling me you that I said. But yeah. then she's like, no, because my brother was there and my dad was there. So, but that was the first thing I said. But so I must have, it's kind of the, is it called underconscious? The under, what is it's that called? Your subconscious. Subconscious. Yeah. That was the word. Yeah. Um, so I think your subconscious, like, kind of heard something or yeah. had something that yeah. you don't really notice um so yeah it was it was really weird so after that it was small bits i remember yeah yeah wow yeah but like the kona thing was the first thing <laughs> i <laughs> such yeah. a triathlete yeah. <laughs> how's my bike exactly exactly <laughs> but it only had a scratch really yeah yeah, yeah. i took the whole thing yeah, <laughs> yeah. i got this yes, my yes, helmet yes. Has. isn't that how you react on things yeah. you love yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah so, okay, so let's um, kind of fast forward to them letting you know, in terms of your triathlon career, were they just saying, it's probably not going to happen? Like, what was... Yeah, like they told me, <laughs> I was sitting in a wheelchair and, they, and I was like, what am I doing? It's like, well, you, you kind of have to start thinking you might be sitting here the rest of your life. Yeah. And I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> Sorry, but... I take me out of this. Yeah. Um. So, I was I was just, uh, that was where my fight uh, my my like fight started. Yeah. Uh. Like, again, don't tell me 
what I can't do before I figure it out myself. Yep. So I told him <laughs> to get me into the bed and um, I was only allowed to get visitors like 30 minutes a day. Yeah. And I had a really hard time keeping me awake the first time because okay. I still had some medicine in me. Yeah. But every time I didn't have anybody there, I tried to get out of the bed and stand on my feet. And um, <laughs> Wait, hang on. So every time no one was there, you would do it. Yeah. Would, would you get in trouble for doing that? It or comes later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Bye. yeah. So I, I really tried to get out of the bed and I was like, stick can't tell me I can't stand on my legs. I always standing on my legs. Yeah. So I, I every time I just felt and then up again and up again and up again. I keep trying and then they figured out that I they started climbing out of the bed. So they put another <laughs> oh. thing on the bed so I couldn't get out. Like a cot. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so but I figured out how to get out of that one too. Love it. So I got out of the bed again and fell down, fell down and then at the and they had to put me on the floor in a mattress to sleep because I could also break myself. Like, I was still fat, Oh, my God. So I was sleeping, actually, on a mattress. But then the other thing was I always hated medicine. Yeah. So I... Like I, from when you were a kid? Yeah. Having, yeah okay. I hate medicine. Okay. Also, I that's also a part of what I like about... I don't take, like, painkillers because I want to feel how my body reacts on something. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. So I also, like... I couldn't understand why I had a drop in and there was some, some medicine and like a thing is thing next to my bed. And yeah. so I figured out how I shut that one off. Oh my God, you're <laughs> mental. I know. And then <laughs> the doctors couldn't figure out and the, the nurses couldn't figure out in the morning when they came in like my, my room and like, why didn't it drop down and stuff like that? So, but they figured out that I that shut it off. So they had to sit in my room like 24 hours you're so naughty <laughs> yeah, but i was like i i was still not really awake yeah but but it was like, like kind of you know that i understand i i want to um not understand what is it um i wanna nobody is gonna s- tell me what to do yeah 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 no yeah. i completely understand you that. Got i'm it. i'm yeah, yes. you. <laughs> so yeah i wasn't really an easy patient either yeah uh, but then yeah. i started to really just listen to what they told me to do so I could get home faster. Um, there was also like some physical like therapists and stuff. And mm. I was like, you have no clue what you're telling me. Because like they told me weird things because I had like kind of osteoporosis because I was really fragile in the body. So he told me. Well, Wait, so that was from the accident? That was that from the accident. Okay. I was still, I was still in, I was still at the hospital. Yeah. Like doing some rebuilding and then the the physical therapist told me well you can do a cross trainer because i want to of course i want to do some sport but (laughs) and he said you can do it in a cross 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 trainer yeah yeah yeah. yeah. so no like well yeah no 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 impact yes yeah but you're not allowed to walk up and down the stairs you have to take the elevator i'm like that's wrong Actually, I'm not allowed to stand on a cross trainer, but I'm allowed to take the stairs up and down. He's like, no, no, no. So we discussed that for a week. And then after a week, he's like, okay, I told to the to the sports doctor and he says, you're not allowed to be on the cross trainer, but you can walk. It's really important you walk up and down the stairs. I was like, what did I tell you? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it was like a really hard fight for me. Yeah. Like, because they were not really used to having... An athlete, no, an athlete like me. So that's kind of I wasn't really easy, but yeah, 
I wow. Was, I was a fight for them. <laughs> okay, so what is the rough timeline from, uh, I guess, when you started rehab to when you felt like you were fit enough to consider racing? And, and when did you think, I'm going to race again? Or was that always... I assume it was always like, yeah, I'll be racing again. Come at me type of thing. Yeah, I was like, I was just like, I want to do that Kona thing. <laughs> like, I want to do Any it. Kona. Yeah, everybody talks about it. It's the sports, like, main point. And yeah. um, so I had that in my mind. Like, I at that point, I didn't know if I was going to be able to do triathlon again because yeah. I had a lot of different things in my body. Like, I... For example, I tried to swim so many times, but I couldn't swim. Yeah. Every time I got in the water, I got so dizzy. I couldn't see really? the black line in the bottom. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? Like, it I, it feels fine when I'm standing up. I can yeah. walk. I wasn't still allowed to run the first couple of months. Yeah. And I, I tried biking, like doing spinning classes, because I was a spinning instructor. Yeah, oh, okay. So I started doing that easily, but I was so hard in the beginning, like just, yeah. Um, and also, like, the first time I could stand on my legs and take a walk, I, you know, I'm still an athlete, so when I started to control my legs again, yeah, I said to nurses, can I please go outside and go for a walk instead of going up and down yeah. inside? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, so I took on my Garmin watch I used to run with. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, we, walked f- we, w- we walked, like, 1.9 kilometers, Oh, so starting really small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not a hundred meters. Yeah, but we walk like four, four, or three point nine kilometers average speed. Yeah. Okay. Really yeah. slow. Yeah. Uh, but my heart, my average heart rate, in that half an hour it took me, um, it was, hundred and seventy one. Whoa. It was so hard to walk that slow, but to control the legs and like just to move again. Wow. So it was like, okay, I just have to do this every day. I was yeah. so tired the rest of the day. So I did that pretty much every day. I was allowed to go out for half an hour, and then we built it up for 45 minutes, and then an hour, and and then I could start controlling walking on my own. And then yeah. they took me out on a bicycle, but at like a city bike, because they had to see yeah. how if I couldn't control it again. Yeah. And then what, one of the nurses, she almost died just trying to follow me. <laughs> so, so it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That was one of the best days. Yeah. So after that, yeah, I could do... something really cool about being on a bike when you haven't... It's that freedom and stuff, it's, right? It's so... Yeah. It's fresh air. Yeah. And I was so happy every time I got outside of the hospital yeah. and get some fresh air and, like, do what I love, like, using my body, just doing something. Yeah. Um... And then I got I got out of the hospital um the twenty second of October in thirteen. Yep. And so uh, that's after Kona. After Kona, but <laughs> I also had a plan because I really wanted to be in Kona, but I couldn't, and yep. I was still at the hospital. So first, I asked uh, the doctors, "Can I please go home and watch Kona live?" And first, they said no because I was. It was I was still not really awake. Yeah, yeah. But then a couple of days after, they could see I reacted really fast on the recovery. Okay. So they said, yeah, I could go home for a day and a half. Yeah. Um. So my brother picked me up. Yeah. At the hospital, we had a two-hour drive home, 
So I was lying on the floor in his house yeah. with him watching. Because in Denmark, we have 12-hour di- time difference. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, so I was lying on the floor watching Kona the whole night. And then uh, after that, he had to drive me back to the hospital. And um, so I was back there for 10 days. So, oh But I came, I came home and watched Kona and watched the race I should have been in. And yeah, it was, it, was really, it was really nice. I was just happy to be able to watch it at least. Uh, I'm, s- I, I'm speechless. I don't even... That's actually making me tear up a little bit. <laughs> keep it together. Um, I, I want to ask, there's a couple of people who are just commenting on Facebook. Joe Coombe has said, do you think that this experience has changed you as an athlete in terms of less pressure to perform so i guess it's more about your internal goals or something along those lines it's both a yes and a no yeah um because uh, the first year out of coma i was it went so well like there was no pressure on me nobody Mm. thought i could come back yeah Uh, but i was working really really hard to Mm. do the comeback but i was also really aware of my body how it reacted and i really had to be careful because i had still osteoporosis so i couldn't Mm. run much um and I, I st- it took me a long time to start to swim again. But then I figured out that every time I was breathing to the right, I was okay. But every time I was breathing to the left, yeah. I got the dizziness. And when it first came, it wouldn't go away. So I figured out, okay, I have to breathe only to the right. Oh and then God. I used to swim with the professional swimmers in my back hometown. Yeah. But I tried that a couple of times and it made kind of a pressure in my head come again and I got dizzy yeah so I was like okay I can't swim with anybody I have to go to the swimming pool when I know nobody's there and I have my own lane so I did that and um, I did that for nine months swimming every day on my own and it was so boring but that's what I could do and I also figured out that I couldn't do breaststroke or or backstroke because when I turned also I also got the dizziness again, so I could yeah. only swim crawl, which was good. That's what we do. Handy, yeah. But <laughs> but it's a little bit boring just to do the same and mm. like same. And um, so I figured out like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And then I just had to deal with that. And um, also my first race was in April and challenge Foto and Tour. So April, so how 14. long? It was oh okay wow. So that's not seven that long. months after my accident. I did my first race and. Yeah, and it was I was so excited, but I was so nervous because you know it's open water swim, and I hadn't done that. So how does the head and oh things God. stuff react on that? And, and with everyone w- around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it was so nice. Like it was my first race, and I won it, and uh, <laughs> it was nice. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but the funniest thing was that like I was on the bike course, and there was a photographer out. And he was like different places on the bike course. And the third time he saw me up a hill, he yelled at me, why do you keep smiling? Oh, <laughs> oh. It was like so nice. I was I was in my, that was like kind of my thing. Yeah. That was my world. Yeah, I was back in my own world. And I just, it was a nice pain. Like all that I've been through, this pain you get, it was <sighs> so nice. And I enjoyed it. And it was just so nice to be back. I wasn't afraid. And yeah. And then. It's of course more fun when you win. So, my God, that's an awesome story. It, it hasn't nice. finished yet, though. So, yeah, okay, yeah. so Kona, the first time you got to Kona. Yes. Talk me through that. Um, actually, from, from the day that you found out that you qualified. To yes. Actually, being here. 
<sighs> for this year? First time? First time. Trainer. Okay, that was in 15. Yeah. But that was also not the best year. Should we just skip 2015? No, it's fine. <laughs> it's the best year. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, I was here in 2015 for the first time. I qualified and I had a really good year. I won the 70.3 Europeans. Yep. Uh, and I was really excited and the shape was going to be really good again. And I was doing, yeah, I was second at the World Championships. Yep. Meredith won. Uh, ITU, ITU long distance, long distance. Yep. yeah, yep. and uh, but I had a that that was also a really bad point for me because one of my best friends uh, he did race across America, oh uh, yes, and my brother was this. him and stuff like that, and I got called uh, the day before the race that he got hit by a car and he was in coma in the U.S. and I was like, oh holy crap, my brother is <sighs> sitting next to him, and two years ago he was there for me and. So it your brother, by the way, sounds like an incredible man. He is the best. Um, yeah. He really is the best. Yeah. I couldn't wish for a better brother and oh. just a family. So yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a hard time for me, but I so I kind of did the race for him because it made no sense for me not to do the race. Yeah. Uh, so I did the race and actually then I went to the US afterwards to to see him. To be with him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was a good year for me, 2015, and um, but after I won the European 70.3s. I started to get, I feel so bad in my, my lower back. Um, and I couldn't run. It's like, okay, sometimes you get a little bit sore after race and stuff like that. And I did some different, like, medicine and stuff and, and treatments. And then after a while, I got a MI scan and they, they said I had two discos. Two? Discos, disco prolapse, kind of prolapse. Oh, disc. Sorry. Disc. Sorry. Yeah, disc in the <laughs> yep. lower back. Yep. So I had a two disc and I wouldn't go to Kona. I couldn't make it. I was like, don't tell me. Uh, <laughs> it was like at 13, I didn't go because I was at yeah. the hospital. And then I qualified 15 and they tell me I can't go. And I was like, oh my God. So I had two months and then I was like, okay, then what can I do? I started doing aqua jogging. Yeah. I started being on a road bike instead of a TT bike because that was better for my back. Yeah. Um, so I did road biking and I did spinning and I did aqua jogging, did some cross training. And um, then I was like, okay, I'm not going to give up before I'm at the start line. Yeah. So I came to the day and I was just so excited to be here. Uh, so excited to be on the start line. Yeah. That's was my dream. And then I was like, well, I haven't really been running in two months, so we'll see how it goes yeah. when I have to go run the marathon. Yeah. Um, I didn't really run that fast, but it was okay. I finished eighth, so it was it was okay. Yeah. Top eight, uh, top ten yeah, in the yeah. world. It, it's good, but of course you're never really happy when you know you could do better. I know. So you're a typical triathlete. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> it takes a lot to be happy. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, so... In terms of where you're at right now, Kona 2017, you're four and a half years on from the accident. Four years. September. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Four years and one month from the accident. Yes. <laughs> um, where... Where's the body at? Where are, you, where are you... Where's your head at as well? What are you hoping to achieve here? And what, what does this race mean for you still? This is like... This is my goal. This is my, this is what I, I still miss. Like, mm. this is on my to-do list. Yeah. 
I want to do a, a top three. I want to do the podium. Like, um, but again, I still have some challenging to due to my accidents and sometimes I kind of forget um, that I also have to remember what I've been through and so it I haven't really had the best preparation for this race and uh, I, I still have some issues I talked to a lot of doctors a lot of specialists and nobody says that there's only one Camilla and I'm really not uh, the easiest puzzle to solve mm. um, so I tried so many different things, but we still haven't found the main key to that to open that door. That's kind of luck for me right now. Yeah. So, but I'm still I'm still positive. I'm still I still want to do this. I still don't give up. I still believe that anything is possible. Yeah. If you just want it enough. Yeah. And um, you you know there's so many strong girls here, so yeah. you can get your ass kicked. <laughs> but of course, you also want to go out and kick some asses. I like that. So, yeah. um, and you know that somebody's always going to burn out. And yeah. you, um, so it, it's just like, go out and do what you can. And then we'll see what it brings. And then I just really look forward for to next year and, and the next years. Because I'm still learning a lot mm. for myself. Yeah, I bet. So, and I still have the motivation. Like, this is, this is my job. This is what I love to do. And... It so many hard hours and so many hard challenges sometimes, and I've been through a lot of thinking. Is this really what you want to do? And it takes me a second to say yes. Yeah. Um. So as long as I have that motivation, I, I know this is this is my goal. Yeah, it's your passion. It's my passion. Yeah. yeah, it's what I. It's it's really what I love to do, and and what I'm burning for, and and it's not easy. Yeah. Um. But I won so many other races. I just want to do a podium here in Kona. Well, you never know. One day. One, One day, day might be this year, yeah. might be next year. Yeah, yeah. You just Who have knows? to, instead of looking at the top of your nose, you have to look really forward. Okay. I'll d you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Maybe. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah, so yeah. I remember these, that's what I learned lately, that I, I'm sometimes I'm, I don't look too much forward. I look where I am right now. Okay. Okay, I have to train more to get better. But then again, what is the effect you get out of it? Like, you have to do long-term goals. Yeah. So I'm just taking one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to wrap it up. But um, the last thing I wanted to ask you is um, we actually just did a story uh, or, or an update on a young pro triathlete from Australia who – got into a car accident before Ironman Australia earlier this year um, and we just, uh, Laura Siddle interviewed her and we've just got the latest update and she's currently in a wheelchair and she's trying to rehab and, all, and it was a pretty horrific accident but she yeah. seems super positive and, and all that. Do you have any words of wisdom or, you know, just something to, to help her keep going and keep striving for what she can achieve? Yeah, like if you just want enough, you can enough. Like you just, you really just have to believe in yourself, and you really just have to keep fighting. Because that I think that's the main problem for most people that get into accidents. When the doctors tell them something, mm. they can't. Okay, then that's the way my life is gonna be. Yeah. Like don't listen to what anybody else tells you before you tried everything and figure out. Okay, I can't really do this, but you really have to keep like working hard and it's going to cost so many tears yeah. and it's going to be so hard. But in the end, it's going to be the best 
ever like so i can only tell people they really have to keep believing in themselves and anything is possible if you just want it enough i love it thank you so much we're going to sign off from facebook um and then you and i are going to continue with the rest of our podcast which won't be as heavy we're going to get onto lighter subjects yes um if you're happy with that yes um but we'll sign off from facebook thanks everyone for joining us thanks (laughs) and uh just uh talk amongst yourself for just a second so i'll just take and talk Uh, okay, so now, yes, the rule of this podcast is that we don't talk about triathlon. So cool. no more speaking of swimming, riding, and running if we can help it. Okay, but it depends on if if it's that kind of running, right? It, drinking, oh, running. Well, actually, let's go straight into that then, because <laughs> before we hit record on this podcast, Camilla was telling me how she isn't a bit because I grabbed a beer from the fridge because I can because I'm not racing, Kona, um, <laughs> and she then told me that she doesn't drink beer. And within the same breath, she then said that she has done the beer mile. Talk me through the beer mile. Now, like the beer mile, the beer mile run is kind of where you, you drink a beer and then you run 400 meters. You drink another beer. You dr- run 400 meters again. Drink another beer. 400 meters, drink a beer. 400 meters, drink a beer. And then you stop the time. Yep. And... See that is really hard training. It is very. I've we we. It's very big in Australia. I heard that you did it. Yeah, well, yeah, I did it at Ironman Oz in. Oh, jeez, it was on my thirtieth birthday, so six years ago. Yeah. But I, che- I was the only chick there, and I cheated. But I, <laughs> I was going to win anyway. But for someone who doesn't like beer, how do you do that? Well, it's a competition. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're, you're insane. You it's, are mental. It isn't like you can do anything. Just like you can't say no to competition. <laughs> so that's also what I said. I said t- maybe we should do that to the after party. Maybe we should do be a mile run for all the <laughs> the pro athletes and see who wins that one. Yes. Right. We, you know, what we should do is we do because I think someone does hold a beer run beer mile run here. But anyway, yeah, we should get. The pros all face off against each other, and Could then age groupers face off against each other. Yeah, and then you have semi, and then in the end, you've got a pro versus an age grouper. That could be cool. That would be cool. We should do that. All right, that's a plan. Do we break it into men and women, or do you think we just it's everyone all in? I think the men will have a little advantage. They have a bigger stomach sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we'll do a men's field and a women's field. I just think that there's not going to be that many women's. But well, you can and I you? Are doing can, it. Yeah, exactly. So I hope. That's a lot more that we can fight against. You, you know that I'm Australian. I know. And uh, you know I'm Danish, right? We make a lot of beers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Of course. <laughs> yep. Okay. Fair call. Okay, great. Um, but then you also said that you're, um, you don't drink very often, but when you drink, you're a shot girl. I'm a shotaholic. <laughs> <laughs> I know what to know. Yeah. Uh, I always want to drink because I'm like, you get so bored of drinking drinks. Because most times there's not alcohol not enough in it to you that you get drunk. So <laughs> I always, like, normally I can just drink shots. And then when everybody goes under the table getting too drunk, I can run around with the drink, like the, the shot bottle. Instead yeah. of pulling it into small glasses, then it's easier to run around with the bottle. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's shots, that's me. I haven't lost in it yet, so. Wow. Yeah. Did you go to uni? Or do you call, do you call it uni? In yeah, yeah, yeah. Denver? yeah. Did you go to uni? Yeah. Was was it a big party scene in uni? Um, we 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 were actually on the 
boring part of uni we had oh. like it was kind of nutritional health science oh. with physical activity yeah i know <laughs> uh but i we're actually we actually four five girls total yeah. we called the fantastic fives excellent yes and we've been like every year but all the other four have kids right now but we still oh. meet one like in december every year yeah, and um, we sometimes you also take like one weekend at this a summer house or something, and and do shitty things. We were kind of <laughs> like the really cr- funny girls. We always went out on Thursdays straight <laughs> to school on Friday morning. Love it. Yeah, it was. It, we were perfect. We were the only one that wasn't so boring. Yeah. Right. So. When you say every year in December you you catch up, we and catch do up. Shitty things you said. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean? Well, some of them <laughs> just give birth, but we drink and okay, we kind of. Have fun. And All right. Yeah. But you know what? Like when you say shitty things, I would think, oh, are they um, breaking into cars <laughs> or are no. they no, stealing no, no, stuff? No, <laughs> no, but that's kind of where we catch up and we, we always have we all, always have a, like a, a plan. It's kind of like we have a test every year. We were at one of day we were or one night we were out at disco. And every time we went out on Thursdays, we always went up to the disc, like the DJ. Yeah. And as for numbers that we liked, kind of old things, but it was kind of what everybody know and was fun dancing to. And then someday we came in, they put a sign up, no music suggestions, please. And we were like, what the fuck? Why, <laughs> why did we come here? Like, that's the only reason we go here. So we got a little bit too drunk. And then I was like, I'm going to take that one down. So I, Brilliant. I pulled it down, of course. And then like, tried to hide it under my dress then after after the disco closed but in Denmark it's a good thing because they don't put clothes before six in the morning so we always go to a pizza place to have a pizza before Excellent. before we go home or yeah go home and pick up our bags for school Excellent. and then we came to the pizza place and I was so really happy that I stole that sign so I took it out of my dress like look what I, I got it I got it and we were like laughing and then the doorman came it's like Oh shit! <laughs> um, but we have a kind of thing every year. Like we have some questions, and the one that wins those questions, kind of like who's gonna be the first on TV, and who's gonna be the first to get a kid, and it's kind of like question oh, really? we started from the beginning and stuff like that, and um, and then we kind of vote, and it's, it's a f- we made our own game, and then the one that wins get that, like thing we stole from the discotheque That's with us so home cool. and I we have it like hanging that. on the wall yeah it, it's really nice memories that's really really cool really nice so it's 11 years now wow yeah so you were what what specifically were you studying or what, what did you get at the end of your university degree? we had just a bachelor degree okay with the, with yeah. the girls that we had there yeah yeah but a bachelor in um sports. nutrition yeah. and health in in like um the main goal yeah like nutrition physical activity and nutrition yeah 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 okay so if okay so if you weren't a triathlete then you would be doing what do you think um i i was actually started working i finished school in 2010 yeah and then i started working full-time and that was the same time i started doing triathlon as a professional from the beginning right yeah did you do how many races did you do before you went pro none so i don't i don't understand (laughs) 
<laughs> so did you just rock up and go, yep, I'll take that pro um, card license. Thank you very much. Pretty much. Like, well, it was kind of weird start because I, um, I, I used to be an old swimmer. Mm-hmm. And then one of the guys from my swimming time, he started doing triathlon. Yeah. And he tried to get me into it, but because, like, he's like, that would be fun for you. And it's like, nah, then I have to swim again. I stopped swimming in 2002. Yeah. And I was on the national team, but I was only a breaststroker. I was so shitty at doing crawl, like freestyle. Yeah. Um, But then he tried to get me into it. I was a fini- sp- spinning instructor at the fitness. Yeah. And I was like, nah, because I was doing the study and I knew myself when I do something, I do it 100%. I can't do it for the fun. Yeah. Like, that's not possible. <laughs> and um, then I, when I finished school, um, I kind of got called by Rasmus Henning. He oh, was okay. f- the former yeah. pro guy from Denmark. Yeah. And he was at the Olympic, like, yeah. seven and eight. Yeah. And he called me because he was starting, like, a youth team. Oh. For in Denmark for triathletes and like a youth national team. Yeah. And but you had to be between was this sixteen and twenty three and I was twenty seven and yeah. That time. But he called me because he talked with my old swim guy thing. Yeah. If we had any like young athletes, uh, like triathletes in, in our town mm. that he should go to like because they had like kind of a trial weekend. Yeah. And he was like, no, but there was like a girl, Camilla, she was an old swimmer and she was a spinning instructor. Well, she haven't really been on a road bike or done any runs. Um, and then he called me and asked if I wanted to go on like the weekend to, for the trials. And I was like, yeah, well, I haven't been swimming and I haven't been doing any running, Wow. but I'll go. And um, I went there and then I got to the national triathlon team for youth i was too old and i'd never done a triathlon <laughs> so i did my first triathlon ever in may 2010 for a german the bundesliga team wow yeah so that was my first triathlon, and then i did for the the danish championship for pros yeah uh the second one and then i did a european uh cup yeah f- as my third race so really, triathlon wasn't on your radar at all, and then all of a sudden, new career. Yeah, wow. yeah, I got into it, and I started training in in January, and then it went pretty fast. And then I did my first. Um, that was 2010, and then I did my first long distance, the European long distance championships. That was my first ever long distance. Yeah, and I was in Finland in 11, and I won it. I was like, this is fun. <laughs> this is more fun than the World Cup because I was not the fastest runner. Yeah, okay. Um, so I hated, I was in the front group of the swim and then people were sitting on my wheel and the bike because I was Bastards. trying to get away from the, the, the slower swimmers because yeah. I knew they would outrun me. Mm-hmm. And then we put the bike down and everybody was running like past me. I was like, shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, so then I did my first half Ironman in Barcelona 2012. And I won that one. So that was really fun. And then I did my first Ironman in 2012 in Denmark, Copenhagen. Yeah. And I won that one too. So I was like, this is really funny. I really like this. Um, so it went pretty Jeez. fast from there. Yeah. Wow. So growing up, did you... Because it seems like you're, you're, um, you're obviously a very talented person, but you also obviously work very hard. But throughout your years as a kid and a teenager, were there any um, times where 
other things would just pop up like you'd be doing yeah, yeah. like so I was a boy I was like a tomboy I was really a tomboy yes, yes. me too sister um, I was am. really, yeah, me too. You say uh, that though, and you he- she's here with a nice little tank top or singlet. Yeah, and yeah. Nice little I'm trying to be a girl and... sometimes, <laughs> but like I, I'm always a tomboy. Like I, um, actually, <laughs> the funniest story is that I was only three years old, and I, one day I was taking a shower with my dad, and I was like, "Dad, when do I get one like that?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, uh, "You, you're gonna be like your mom," and I was like. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. And then I was so smart that I saw my Brit brother and my dad was standing up peeing. Yeah. So I thought if I'm standing up peeing, I would also get a penis. Oh my God, that's awesome. So I was standing up like five months when I was three years old. Brilliant. Peeing. Brilliant. But, but there never came a penis. So <laughs> I kind of lost that game. <laughs> Yeah, but then I was like, okay, I'm just going to still be like a boy. So I, in school, I only played with the boys. And Me too. I played soccer with them in like every yeah. quarter. I did like climbing threes and my hair was like so cut, yeah. like so short. Yeah. And then I played ice hockey on a boys team for six years, seven yeah. years. Um, and I still, some of my best friends are still the hockey players. Yeah. Oh, um, I love that. That's it's so cool. nice. And I still go out. I'm so high when I can go out and, and, and watch ice hockey when I'm back home in my city. Yeah. Um, so, and I still play actually when I'm off season for triathlon, I still have my hockey equipment and stuff. And I, I just love that sport. That's cool. I it's, really it's, love it's it. It's not big in Australia. Um, no, but it's yeah. not, it's, it's getting bigger in Denmark, but then yeah. like, I just love it. And, but Girls ice hockey is just not that cool as boys because, like, boys hockey is like the rough hockey yeah. you can tackle and stuff. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I wanted to be one of the boys. And so oh, I played wow. with, with them for many years. Yeah. Heather Jackson used to do ice hockey. I big. know. I yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. So it's cool. You guys should have like a one on one match. One yeah. Day. We should try that. That would be cool. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I, I did that. I tried soccer, but I kind of tried handball but that was a little bit too boring for me yeah yeah i tried gymnastic to be a girl but that didn't work (laughs) (laughs) i was exactly the same and my mum was trying to like dance there's a picture of me um in a pink leotard and a pink jumper with you know like a big less like a b or something on there yeah yeah, yeah. or probably a g for girls (laughs) my mum was trying to convince everyone that i was a girl and I'm just standing there with my arms up, w- out, like you know when they yeah. do the tap dancing line, yeah, and just this scowl on my face. I'm clearly <laughs> very unhappy. Yeah, 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 it's the same in Denmark. We have like when you, like when you're 14, we have a kind of confirmation. We call it in Danish. Okay. Yeah, and like that's where you go to church and say yes if you're religious or not, kind of. Oh, okay. And every all the girls wear a white dress, oh, and all the guys wear a suit. Yeah. And I was so not gonna wear a white dress, but you have to. So I was like, Mom, because I I really looked up everywhere and I found a white Adidas jogging set. (laughs) So I was like, Mom, can I please wear that? My dad said yes, but my mom said no, you have to wear a dress. I was like, No, I was so mad. And you can see it in the pictures from the church that I was like, really not happy. Like, like really stiff and then after we were done i went out got my 
jogging set on and I was done like everybody all the girls love to be in dresses and high heels and yeah. they get makeup and I no makeup just short hair like yeah oh man yeah I mean the first half of this podcast we talked about your amazing story but I have so much more respect for you now <laughs> after talking about how much of a tomboy you are I am yeah oh I am. man all my best friends are guys yeah like they're so much easier to talk to than i agree yeah chicks are hard exactly work. <laughs> they are like girl like girls they like kind of like talk like big like a big boo around you before uh, they get into the point yeah okay but guys to tell you if you're an asshole <laughs> and that's what i like <laughs> that's a that's yeah, you know, right? the quote that i'm going to take away from this sorry is, go, no don't apologize okay. Guys will tell you if you're an asshole. I love it. <laughs> but they do. Yeah. Well, like, That's what I yeah. like about it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, Don't I wrap things in. Yeah. Don't do it. I hear you. My oldest friends are guys and yeah. Um, yeah it, uh, that was the reason when I was growing up was that I they were just easier to hang out with. I couldn't cope with all the other nonsense. No, no, no. I have the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I man. That's also when I go out and drink. It's mostly with the guys. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh man, I've been. Um, I can't remember if I've talked about this in a podcast before, but I have been. Well, I'm married, so I've been in a wedding with a dress. Um, but I have been a best man twice. Nice. So yeah. I mean, I was in a dress and stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the guy's best man, and nice. I, was just, I love it. Yeah. But never been a br- never been a bridesmaid. Always me the best neither. man. Me neither. I don't think any girls want me to be a bridesmaid. Are you a nightmare? No, just because you wouldn't want to wear. Yeah, no, you would wear a dress. I can, I can wear a dress. I actually, yeah. it's nice sometimes to actually look girly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but it also makes it more special that we're actually when you're wearing a dress, people can't really recognize you. Oh my god! Yeah, that's my theory as well. <laughs> See, so whenever I do wear a dress, I get so much amazing attention. It's yes, exactly. Awesome. Is that can you really wear that? Like yes. you're not wearing a training Yes. No, I and know. they're blown no. away. So yeah. it's just like bring it on. It is. Oh it's my nice. god. We've been living the same life <laughs> but on opposite ends of the globe. Yes. Yes. Oh that's nice. Except yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. I like that. Um, okay, so we will have to wrap this up in about ten minutes. I could sit here and talk to you all oh, day. That's fine. But we um, have more days here. We both need to have you had dinner yet? Yeah, I had dinner. Oh yeah, I ate early. Are early. It was really good. Yeah, I've, I can. Uh, I think my housemate's making me burgers Ooh, at the moment. That's not bad. It's pretty. I, I don't cook. My husband does all. He's a chef. Really? He does all the cooking. That's, that's the perfect choice you picked there. Yeah, I'm not stupid. No. <laughs> he's got a shit personality, but he's an unreal cook. No, I am joking. I use that joke too many times. I think. I think I need to. Um, uh. Yeah, retired. Well, he joke. know it now, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but he does all the cooking, all the cleaning. That's not bad. Well, yeah. I have the same. My boyfriend's doing the same. He does all the cleaning, all the laundrying. And I do, I, mo- I mostly do the cooking because I like to cook sometimes. Oh, you like it? But not really like long cook that takes like two hours to cook. Yeah. Just some easy things. But okay. I kind of like to do that. But yeah. it's so nice. He does all the cleaning, all the laundry. And he's and he actually, if I'm out running, I've just been out biking. I came home and he cleaned my bike, and I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> <laughs> so that's really nice. That's really that's nice. Cool. It makes well, it so much easier. It works. Like you just mm-hmm. you find your strengths and weaknesses. Yes. And my yeah. My he's also more femi than I am. Like femi. feminine. 
Yeah. Fem- do you say femi? Feminine. I think feminine, right? Okay. But yeah. do, would you would you normally say femi? I can't. I can't no, like I it. don't actually. Yeah, maybe it's short, isn't it? Just a yeah, short. Yeah, an, abri- an abbreviation. Yeah. Yes, that's what you call it. Okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to learn English at school? Yeah, we learn English in school. Um, because we're such a small country. Yeah. Like we only have five point four or five millions. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so right. we're a tiny country, but we have a lot of good athletes. You really do. Um, but yeah, we learned school when we in English in school in when we were like around ten. Oh, okay. We started yeah. ten when I went to school. We started later, but now they start when like in fourth grade. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they start really early, and we also have to learn German because we live close to German. Okay. Ne- and or then we can pick French or Spanish. Okay. Yeah. So we actually learn a lot of languages, which is nice. Do you, so do you s- still speak any other languages? Um, I understand most German, but when you don't use it for like so many years, yeah. th- but then you, when you re- if you've been talking with somebody, it just takes a little time to catch up and then you kind of yeah. remember. And then I had Spanish, but I never when you haven't really spoken Spanish with somebody, you forget it really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. but mostly English. Most like people understand English. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's not bad. We did um we had to learn Japanese and German I think it was. But it was only for oh, 6 German? months. Yeah. I don't I don't know why. We I was like German that. is pretty far away from Australia. Everything's far away from Australia. <laughs> yeah, right, that's, right. that's right. Yeah, I don't know why those two I I mean uh, there probably would have been a reason for it. I don't yeah. know. Huh. But yeah, I don't remember much. I remember a few random words. Yeah. But it's one of my favorite things about traveling in Europe in particular is trying the different languages. It's fun. I like to have a crack. I'm not great yeah, at yeah. it, but I'll have a go. <laughs> but I, I'll get stuck into it. So I think they, I get the pity, the pity laughs because they It's could, funny. Yeah. You, you should learn it. Like everybody's asked for Danish language. It's called, well, call me flu. You actually did good. Did I? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, like Vesemi taught me kakalak. Kakalak. It's a cockroach, right? Yeah, kakalak. Yeah. That's all I know. Oh, and hi 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 is hi, hi. and goodbye. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. That's bye. Yeah, yeah. Hi bye hi, bye. That's all I know. Yeah, but then what we talked about earlier, like the one that's on the oh on the microphone. Yeah, yeah um... it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that? It's it just makes you. I think you're taking the piece. You're just making up a word. No, it's called. You, you're, uh. just, you're just making a sound. It's not <laughs> a word. <laughs> it is a word. Say it again. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, okay, so I'm just gonna. Should I listen? Listen. Okay. <laughs> do you do that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. And you know the second letter is an u. Ooh. Ooh. And that's an island, actually. Like, this, that that single vocabulary, I don't know what vocabulary for it. That single um, letter. Letter, yes. That single letter is called Ooh in Danish. Ooh. And if you translate to English, it's island. So we're here on an island. We're here on an Ooh. Ooh. And Ooh. one letter one means letter. a whole thing. Island, yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so just quickly, people, this I would call this a road microphone. <laughs> Tell me what it's called again. <laughs> you cannot say that without your eyebrows. It's called. 
oh, you did do it. Yes. I can't do it without my eyebrows lifting. Yes, yes, yes. You're yes. doing it. <laughs> it's kind of like, like what I said. It's kind of like the same as if you use that word, it's kind of red. 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 Oh, that's what that word yeah. means is red. It's red. <laughs> Sorry. <I'm> it's <still> <laughs> still funny. Like, like behind you, there's a red flower, right? Correct. Yes. And that's a red blomst. The Danish language <laughs> is so funny. Say it again. Well, blumpst. <laughs> She's just making shit up. No. You're getting me to swear in Danish, aren't uh, you? And I don't even I know. S- What's a swear word in Danish? Swear word? Yeah, uh, a naughty word. Like shit. Piss. Oh, piss. Piss, that's shit. Oh, piss. Oh, piss doesn't mean. Do you know what piss means in English? Yeah, pissed. Yeah. Okay. I'm pissed. I'm kind of annoyed. I'm, I'm mad. Oh, okay. Right? Or I'm drunk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But piss. In Danish means shit. Okay. Yeah. Or it also can say if you make a, I have to make a pee. Yeah. Okay. So yes, piss. That's I Australian as well. I have to piss. Yeah. That's Australian. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then again, like the, we we don't need to have that many bad words. We kind of have the English word a bad word. We say fuck. Yeah, because you guys are all so lovely. Yeah. Right. And nice. And yeah. No, oh, it's fuck sickening. And shit. That's what we use. <laughs> Actually, that's what we use in and Denmark. You learned that in fourth grade, kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like when the people can start talking, they kind of do what yeah, they yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are going to have to wrap this up. I'm sorry, okay. I could sit here and talk to you all night. That's perfect. Um, we, I don't know when we're going to publish this. It might be before Kona. It might not. But I'm going to okay. say to you, Just all the best on race day. Thanks. Um, and I also need to say thank you very much for your patience and doing the filming and the photos and stuff. It was for easy. The up and everything. So I appreciate it. It was really nice. Thanks. Excellent. It's been cool to hang out. It was really nice. We can continue. All right. <laughs> and then we'll drink beers or shots after the race. After the race, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for coming. Thanks. <laughs> Bye.